thanks for tuning in to the first episode of the Physician Strengths Podcast. Allow me to start by introducing myself and talk a little bit about what strengths are and why I care about them so much. My name is Lara Grimmer. I'm a general surgeon and practice in St. Louis. And while I am a board-certified physician, this podcast will not be giving you any medical advice. So sorry. Rather, this podcast will be focused on interviewing real-life physicians about their strengths. So I've said strengths three times now and not really told you what that means yet. So let me dive right in. The Clifton Strengths Assessment is created by Gallup. You know, the company who does all the election polls and surveys. You probably hear Gallup poll, Gallup poll a lot. And they have spent a lot of time and money researching on what people's strengths are. And they created an assessment tool that you can take to identify your natural talents or strengths. So Gallup interviewed everyone from CEOs to janitors, everyone in between, and eventually came up with a list of 34 possible strengths that you could have. And they created an assessment that you take to find out which of these traits are strongest for you. So far, as of today, over 19 million, yes, 19 million people worldwide have taken this assessment, and they have these huge validation studies proving its validity, reliability, internal consistency, So whatever statistical standard you would want an assessment to pass for you to believe its results, this assessment has it. So the Clifton Strengths Assessment is a questionnaire, takes about 20 minutes to do, and it gives you a report of all 34 strengths ranked from highest to lowest. And generally your top 5 to 10 strengths are considered to really define how you best function. The questionnaire does have some wacky questions, I'll warn you ahead of time. The one that I remember the most was something like, I'd like to learn more about the causes of World War II. And you have to click how much this applies or doesn't apply to you. And at first I was like, what the heck does that have to do with anything? But then I was like, well, yeah, I do want to learn more about the causes of World War II. That sounds super interesting to me. And you probably won't be surprised to learn that my number one strength at the end of the assessment was a strength called learner, which I assume is the word that they chose because they thought nerd might not go over so well. So I took the questionnaire, I got my results, and I started looking at my top five. And I'll go through them one by one a little bit later, but I have to tell you, I was blown away. All of these little pieces of my life, all these little traits and quirks that I never really thought much about, all of a sudden they were part of this super comprehensive and unique description of how I function. Here are a few little teasers. Hidden in my strengths, I figured out why I love taking out gallbladders specifically so much. Why I get such joy when I have the laundry, the dishwasher, and the Roomba all running at the same time. And it explains all the hobbies that I've picked up over the past few years that all lasted about three to six months and then I abandoned them. It explains why I felt so bad as a resident when a complication would happen. And it wasn't that I felt bad about the complication. Generally, I felt bad that I didn't feel as bad about it as I should. It explained why most of my arguments with my husband are completely pointless and I should stop trying on the vast majority of them. And it explained why my idea and his idea of a vacation are so drastically different. And I could go on and on and on. And that's what I'll do as I interview various physicians about their strengths. And we all kind of learn together what we're all made of. So the strengths assessment isn't designed to tell you what to do with your life, but rather it tells you how you function best. So it will not tell you what specialty you should go into, but it will help you understand what your strengths are, and how you're best suited to use them. It's identifying the natural talents or traits that you gravitate towards. It tells you how your brain is happiest. It tells you what comes naturally to you and what's easy for you. 
Some of us can walk into a room of strangers and feel energized and excited because wooing others, winning them over, comes naturally and easily. Whereas others get a similar thrill from having to rebook a complex travel arrangement for a group of people because an airline had a sale. And you think if you put all this effort into rebooking it, you may save 50 bucks. That's a strength called arranger. And if you understand your strengths, then you can embrace your own special kind of crazy and make it work for you. You can find opportunities in your work and at home that allow you to do what makes your brain happy, which is all totally different than most personality type tests that you take. Most assessments focus on your weakness. They tell the person who hates public speaking to get better at it, or the person who doesn't speak up in meetings enough to grow a spine and speak up. And that's not authentic. Maybe the person who doesn't speak up doesn't speak up because they have a trait called intellection very high or deliberative. And these are strengths that kind of need to chew on an idea for a while before it's fully formed. And these are amazing strengths that breathe better, more fully developed ideas. If you have those strengths, being told just to speak up more isn't what's best for your team. Your team needs you to know your own strengths and say, give me a day to chew on this one and I'll bring you a solution tomorrow. And it's so liberating to be able to focus on your strength because that's how you're going to be happiest. It's how we prevent burnout. It's how we become the best versions of ourselves. It's how we grow our natural talents into true strengths. So why did I feel the need to make a podcast about this? Because as soon as I got over the holy cow, these results are so interesting emotion, I moved quickly to, holy cow, my life would have been so much better if I knew about these while I was in training. I could suddenly see a thousand tiny ways that my life as a medical student and a resident would have been better if I had understood my own strengths and let go of the things that weren't my strengths. All those things that I thought I had to be. All the times that I felt bad that I couldn't become those things. Now I can see that they were just never mine to be. I feel very strongly about more physicians doing the strengths assessment for a lot of reasons. The biggest one is that trainees, medical students, residents, fellows, need this. They need to understand who they are and how they function best and what makes them tick. These are the things that keep you human and happy during long, dark rotations. When I think about how much burnout and mental stress in our field is worsened by this idea that you have to fit into a square hole even when you're a round peg, and that's just wrong. The strengths that you have make you the best doctor. End of story. You don't need different strengths. You don't need to do it someone else's way. Living someone else's life is only going to lead you to heartbreak. Additionally, I think this is the perfect type of assessment for physicians because of our high standards. This isn't some Teen Vogue personality quiz. It is the most studied, the most validated, the most rigorous assessment of its type. Like I said, over 19 million people have taken it. We all like evidence-based medicine. I would consider this evidence-based living. And lastly, I think physicians have a very healthy sense of skepticism and cynicism about new fancy ideas that people try to sell them on. We've all grown up being taught to be wary of pharmaceutical reps and conflict of interest declarations, and so we always first assume that someone is selling us something for their own good, unless they can convince us otherwise. So let me make sure this is all crystal clear. I have no financial stake in any of this, like none of it. I do not make any money from you listening to my podcast. I do not make any money when you take the assessment. There is a program where you can become a certified strengths coach, and it costs like $7,000, and I have not done that. I am not a certified coach. I do not have any investment in this product that I'm trying to win back. 
I'm just a really big nerd who wants to talk with other nerds about their strengths and hopefully raise us all higher. I have no affiliation to Gallup or to Clifton Strengths. You can kind of think about this podcast similar to a podcast where people sit around and talk about Game of Thrones or whatever. They don't have any affiliation to the studio. They don't know the writers or the actors. They just love the show and want to talk about it. Same here. No affiliation, just love. And just like every talk that any physician gives, I will now give you my full conflict of interest shakedown. I have invested a grand total of $4.99 in this whole strengths thing. Well, $4.99 plus all the time I've spent reading about this and talking to people about it as I've become more and more interested, but actual money is only $4.99. So for most people, the online assessment costs $19.99 to take, and you get your top five results. You can pay a little more to get the list of the whole 34, but top five is about 20 bucks. But I'm a super cheap person, and I did not want to pay that much. So here's how you can get it for $4.99. There's a book that Gallup published that summarizes all their research and defines these traits, and it's called Strength Finder 2.0. That's the name of the book, Strength Finder 2.0. And every one of those books includes a code at the back that you can go take online to take the test. So you get a free code if you buy this book. So what I did is I went to my local half-price book store, you know, like the used bookstore, and I found a copy of this Strength Finder 2.0 book for $4.99, and it still had the code in the back, so I used that code to take the test. So if you're as cheap as me, if you want to pay 20 bucks, if you want to get it for 5 bucks instead, go to your local used bookstore and try to find this Strength Finder 2.0 book, and you can probably get a code for a lot cheaper. So by the way, if you didn't believe me already that I have no financial gain from you taking this assessment, hopefully that suggestion convinced you. And if I still haven't convinced you yet that I'm not trying to scam you out of any money, I actually plan to give away a free assessment code to you, my lovely podcast listeners. Um, So if you are a medical student or a resident who really can't spare the 20 bucks to take the assessment, but seriously, this is going to change your life, so you should just cough up the money and get it over with. But if you're really cheap, that's cool. If you're under amount in the student loans, that's cool. Listen up. Um, if you follow me on my Facebook page, I made a Facebook page called Physician Strengths. If you go over there and follow that, then occasionally I'll put up um, kind of little giveaways to give away free assessment codes. And that will be another opportunity for you to be able to take the assessment if you haven't already. And I encourage people to join that Facebook page, not just for the opportunity to get a free assessment, but I also think it'll be a cool place for us to be able to continue the conversation about strengths and kind of, you know, ask interesting questions, get to know one another, learn from one another in an online format instead of just me telling you things, which is all the podcast format can do. All right, so now that you are familiar with what the strengths assessment is, I'm going to spend the rest of this first episode taking you through an example of how these strengths can all work together. So after you take the assessment, you'll get a list of your top five strengths. And the next thing you'll want to do is look back at your life and you'll start seeing all these ways that these strengths have been playing out despite the fact that you never knew what they were before. So here's my example that I want to go through. I want to show you how your strengths can all work together, whatever your strengths are, to accomplish any goal. So take any goal that you want, personal or professional, and then aim your unique strengths at that goal and you'll be able to accomplish it in your own way. So here are my top five strengths. Learner. Achiever, harmony, intellection, and individualization. So when I was a fourth year medical student, I decided that I wanted to write a novel. 
that was my goal. Now, I am not a writer. I've never written a book or a story or a poem that wasn't assigned by a high school English teacher before, never in my life. But for some reason, I've got it in my head that I should write a novel. But it's fourth year of medical school, and I've got some time on my hands. So that's my goal. Now, I managed to use all of my strengths to accomplish this goal, and I'm going to go through them one by one. And I definitely did not recognize at the time how they were all playing into it, but now I can look back and definitely see it. So let me start with my strength of achiever, because I'm guessing this one is very high for a lot of physicians. This is my number two strength. People with high achiever like ticking things off the to-do list. We get a little rush from accomplishing something, from achieving something, finishing. We've got this relentless drive to get things done. We're the people who hit that little refresh button after each epic in-basket message is answered just to get that little high from seeing it disappear from the queue. We like doing dishes just because we like seeing the sink empty, getting it done. So if I say I'm going to write a novel, I'm going to write a freaking novel. So I signed up for something called NaNoWriMo, which stands for National Novel Writing Month. It's every November, and people from all over the internet commit to writing a novel in one month. So you sign up at their website, and you submit a certain amount of written words per day to the goal of getting finished with your novel in one month. So the little achiever in me loved this. Every day I would get to log in and submit the chapter I'd written, and there was this nice little graph that showed me how close I was to finishing it. And it probably sounds ridiculous to people who don't have that strength, but that little graph showing me the progress I had made towards finishing the book was like crack to me. I was achieving with every word that I wrote. I was achieving, and my brain was so happy. So my next strength that really played into this is my number one strength, learner. This is another one that I'm guessing will be high for many of the physician listeners out there. So learners love going from knowing nothing about a topic to knowing something about it. They don't particularly care about knowing everything about it. They just want to learn new things. We kind of go wide and not as much deep. So I wanted to learn about how to write a novel so I could do it. I didn't want to get a master's in fine arts or learn everything there is to know about fiction writing. I just wanted to learn enough to do it. So I read a few books about how to write a novel, and I learned some, and then I just dove in. And I had a blast writing the book. It was so much fun. And a lot of it was just learning how to do something new. It was learning how to do something I had never done before. So I learned how to map out a plot. I learned how to develop characters, how to develop themes and voice, and how to make the ending of each chapter a little cliffhanger so the person wants to come back and read more. And sometimes I would look back and wonder why I didn't write more novels since I did have so much fun doing it, but the answer makes a lot more sense to me now. A lot of the fun I had was the fun of learning how to do it, and now that I know how to do it, it doesn't really seem that much fun to do it again. So the part that energized me was this journey from being a novice to being comfortable with doing something, and you can really only make that journey once for any given topic. And I see this now in a lot of areas in my life where I picked up something new had fun with it for a while, and then dropped it. And I used to feel like that meant I didn't have enough commitment or something. But now I can see that that's just me being a learner. I start something new, I learn all I want to learn about it, and then I move on to something new that I want to learn about. So I'm not an expert guitar player. I'm not an expert at crocheting, or running, or writing novels, or painting, or blogging. But all of those things are something that I learned a little bit about and did for a while, and it was fun to learn. All right, so the next strength I want to tell you about is intellection. This is a sit-and-think sort of strength. It's a desire to chew on information for a while and kind of let it percolate. And I indulged in this so much while writing the novel. I was actually training for a marathon at the same time that I wrote this novel, which, by the way, 
training for and running a marathon was another thing that I wanted to learn how to do. I learned how to do it and I have no interest in ever doing it again. But I would spend every minute of every run just thinking about my novel. I would shift the plot around, I'd adjust the characters, I'd come up with new ideas, I'd write out entire scenes in my mind. There was just such a great mental playground that I had set up for myself that I could just go and play in and my intellectual strength just loved it. It was awesome. So the last two strengths that played into my novel writing are harmony and individualization. And at first I didn't really see how these played into it until I remembered what my novel was about. So the whole novel started with this idea of five male astronauts who are sent to Mars together and their five wives who stay on Earth. And it's all about the relationships that form within each group and between the groups. And the strength of harmony is all about understanding how people interact as a group and seeking consensus and unity. And my strength of individualization is all about understanding individual differences that make each person unique. So literally the exact plot of my novel. And this was my favorite part of writing the novel, was developing these really unique individual characters and then seeing how I could make them a cohesive but dynamic group. So I love this example about how writing the novel played into my strengths, because I really truly believe that you could take any five strengths from that list of 34, and you could find a way to use those five strengths to accomplish the goal of writing a novel. And it would look like such a different process depending on what your strengths are. And that proves the statement I made earlier that strengths do not dictate what you do, but they guide how you do it. So you can have any combination of strengths and become a great ophthalmologist or whatever it is you want to become, and you'll leverage your strengths differently than the guy next door to accomplish the same goal. So now let me tell you about some of the strengths that are not in my top five. I do not have communication very high. I am not great with words. My novel was objectively not very good, and I will be the first person to admit that. I do not have a natural talent for putting my thoughts into words. So as much as I enjoyed dreaming up these characters and ideas and plots, they all sort of lost their glow as I put them into words. Another strength that I do not have very high is one called Maximizer. And this is a strength that wants to make everything into the best possible version of itself. It creates excellence. Maximizers want to take something that's good and make it great. I do not have this strength. I felt no drive to improve my novel once it was done. I didn't edit it at all. Like, not even for spelling or grammar. Basically, once I was done learning and achieving, I was done with the project. My learner had learned how to write a book, my achiever had achieved writing the book, and then my level of interest rapidly dropped off. Editing and rewriting was tedious, and I hated it, so I did not do it. I also don't have significance very high. That's a strength that drives you to be recognized and important, and I did not ever care if my book made it big. Which is good, because I did not edit it, so it was really hard to read and kind of awful. Now, before I knew my strengths, I sort of cringed whenever I thought about that crazy time that I wrote a novel. I focused on all the strengths that I didn't have, and how my book would have been so much better if I had different strengths. But now I see it through such a different lens. It's a great book, because it is my book. And my brain was so happy while I was writing it. The goal was to learn something, achieve something, have something to think about on my long training runs, and to do something that made my brain happy, and mission accomplished. I used all my strengths to do it my way, and now I can look back at that book and see it as an awesome representation of all of my strengths coming to life. And the same should be true, my dear doctor friends, of your medical career and your life. Know your strengths and do it your way. Thank you so much for tuning in to my first episode of this podcast. I'm so excited to see where this journey takes us. 
going forward, the podcast episodes will primarily consist of interviews with physicians about their strengths and about how their strengths show up in their professional and personal lives. And I am so excited to learn from all of you and hear your stories and your strengths. So thank you. I'll see you next week. Bye.